guys, welcome to episode 72 of Inside the Cage. 72 episodes, eh? Scary stuff. Yeah, man. I can't believe it myself. It's a long time. I know we probably say this every bloody week, but it seems a bit ridiculous. Two years, though, when you say it like that, it seems like quite a long time. Two, two years. years. Start of September, aren't it? So we're like July and August to go, and then we're at a two-year mark, so it's a bit mental. That's crazy, man. Crazy. How are you? Wonderful, you. Living a dream. As always, mate. You can you kind of end back on you. You're alive, that's the main thing. Exactly. Just got to keep going. Eventually we'll get through this coronavirus stuff and then things will go back to some sort of normality. Um, yeah. Eventually. Eventually. So, actually, although this maybe Saturday wasn't, you know, the most broad thing on paper, it actually turned out not that bad. Some some drama, some exciting, some exciting fights, some weird results. It was it was kind of... It had to be a bit of everything, I think. Well, straight away, you've got your fight of the right contender, haven't you? Fight of the year contender, sorry. It was just fucking epic. Absolutely fucking epic. It, it's funny, right, because... I don't know, I, I, it's so bizarre, because when you watch that fight, right, for me, Burgos has complete control of that fight, right? Complete control. So in the octagon, Emmett kind of get near him and all that stuff. But then... I watched that again because I was I wasn't surprised at the decision. It was close, right? I was surprised at a ten eight. To be honest, I think he just got a ten eight for the two knockdowns. I think that's what was yeah. the third round. That was I know. I've changed, changed the rules on a ten eight, and I get it. It's easier to get a ten eight now. But yeah, mate, honestly, I watched it back and just watched, I was like, Burgos bossed him, and then I watched it back again. But no, Emmett smashed the fuck out of Burgos for two rounds, man. Like. He's- it was just super fair enough. Burgos did control the octagon and stood it for the centre of the move. Yep. But he kind of followed him about at times and I think he just kind of followed him more than anything else. You know, try to cut him off, try him the corners. But what a chin Burgos has got, by the way. Could Emmett fucking hit him with some absolute bombs? Emmett that has killed hard. people. That would have killed certain featherweights. Well, remember mm-hmm. Michael Johnson? Right. I don't know, forget that. That's still one of the most sav- savage knockouts I've ever seen in my life was when Josh Emmett knocked out Michael Johnson. And... Honestly, man, I don't know how Burgos managed to go to 15 minutes because Emmett is Emmett's got hammers for hands. It's mental. It's fucking ridiculous. It really is absolutely ridiculous how hard that guy is. And do I know some? This puts him in contention for a fight to get a title fight, possibly as well. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine him against like Volkanovski, the kind of size, height, and height difference and stuff like that? Kind of similar, there's very powerful hitters. It'd just be a tremendous fight, I think. Mm, I don't know if Emmett's on the same level as these top level guys. No, though. I'm, I'm not saying he's on the same level, but I still think it'd be a tremendous fight. I think, don't get me wrong, he wouldn't win the fight. But who's taking Josh Emmett out? Who's beating that man and knocking him out? Yeah. Not many people could do that. Not many people could actually stand up to his punches as well. So, yeah. um, no, absolutely fucking tremendous fight. I loved every man of this. It was just so brilliant to watch. I really did. It was class. Yeah, if you look at his, his record in the UFC, his record in the UFC is like crazy. It's like something like seven and two or something like that. It's mental. Um, which I is think for Josh Emmett, it's one of the people that have actually beat him. You go and look at it and go, well, I suppose it's only Jeremy Stephen and Desmond Green actually. It's not that. Desmond Green's a bit of a weird loss, isn't it, really? They harm and a loss to Jeremy Stevens, but the Desmond Green one was a wee bit weird. Yeah, maybe not. You think of how far back it was, mate. Des- Desmond Green's no, you know, no mug. Yeah. Desmond Green's only 30, mate. He's an up-and-comer, so I don't know if it's as bad as that. You know, but... 
Hi, it was it was a class fight, mate. It was a class fight. I would like to see Josh maybe fight somebody higher up again because when he fought Stevens, Stevens was kind of top. I'm sure Stevens was like top five or six, and also that knocked him back a bit. I think he got injured as well, um, Emmett, because he was out for a while. But I mean, who does he fight? Does he fight Zombie? Does he fight Yair? Does he fight Ortega? Zabit? Well, for Alex, for, for Alex, the next six months are going to be taking up an ACL recuperation if that's exactly what it was. So. Damn it. Aye. Because his knee wasn't in great, was it? He was fighting basically one leg for a full fight. Um, and then you look at it, then you actually look at a division. Volkanovski Holloway are fighting. Ortega Zombie is likely to happen. Zabi and Yair's got to be happening. And Qatar is. Kael, sorry, is fighting Danigi. Zombie versus Yair again? No, Zombie versus Ortega and Yair versus Zabi. Oh, Zabi versus Yair. So. There's literally nobody ahead of him who doesn't have a fight apart from Frankie Edgar, and I don't see him fighting Frankie Edgar. So, well, Frankie Edgar's a bantamweight now. Exactly. So, there is nobody for Josh Emmett to fight this moment of time. He's got a this missing injury is a good thing for him, but he's put himself in a position at this moment in time, and maybe having the injury, he take a wee step back, let a few other guys fight each other, then pick his man, go at it. Well, I want him. Mm. Give me a fight against him. I think I deserve a fight against him. Because I've yeah. been a bit surprised me if John Shemit was maybe to jump up the rankings a couple of places, maybe. Just because it was a good mm. performance, a really cracking performance, two solid guys. It's two guys that it wouldn't surprise me if they move up just for their performance. Well, I mean, Frankie's not fighting at that rate, rate uh, weight. And, you know, none of the guys above him have fought recently. So, I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't jump a couple. Um, I would maybe say. Up to six, maybe I don't think he would jump. Yeah, I wouldn't jump against a yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think just slot him in there ahead of Calvin, something like that. But um I he's then looking to see who would he fight next and But there, as you say, there's literally nobody. Like if the face have been obviously Calvin Cater's fighting, as you say, Dan Ege, Um and then obviously everything else above him is technically uh, tied up. Aye, he's not gonna have a tough fight. So as I said, there's never a right time for an injury, but this is whether this is the right time for an injury. Yeah. Um, and then he can maybe decide who he wants because you'd imagine whoever wins between Ortega and Zombie might get a title fight. Yeah, you would think so. So you could possibly see maybe Zabit Yair, the one of the rap maybe fighting Josh Emma, something like that. I guess it depends which one of those fights comes first because if Zomb- if Zabit fights Yair, whoever of those two fights, Ortega, Zombie, and Zabit Yair, whatever one's first would probably be in line for a title shot, if you ask me. I, I think, think Ortega Zombies first. So then, fair enough, the winner of that then. But if, if it was the other way about, whatever fight basically comes second is maybe who Josh Emmett should be targeting. But probably. I think I think those four guys, though, would I think he would struggle against any one of the I'm, four of them. If I'm, I'm not doubting that, but you can't say he's not done enough to go and get a challenge oh. against. Oh, definitely. I mean, I agree Even 100%. like a Calvin, Calvin Cater, I can see him going... I know Danny got a tough fight, but I can see him going beat Danny again put a, maybe a statement mark on it and go and put himself at that contention as well so you then go like that well you've got six you, I was actually looking at this today I was like you're looking at a featherweight division do you want to know something I think possibly it could be the deepest division there is in terms of top level talent you mean aye top 15 every single one of top 15 fighters is a class fighter yeah yeah except absolute but, class yeah do you know what I mean it's just, it's ridiculous. You look at like Sir Ryan Hall and Arnold Allen who are nowhere near getting a title shot and you know how good the two of them are. 
Harold Allen's a savage man. I love Ryan Horro. He's fucking just he just ties people in knots that for fun. It's fucking brilliant to watch. Yeah, but he got a bad loss last time out, don't he? He get he get pieced up, I'm sure, by somebody. No, he won't. Remember he won that stupid fight where he was he just tore the guy up with his hands for a change? No, there was a fight where he get there was a fight he, I'm sure he beat his last fight. No, he beat Darren Elkins, he beat BJ Penn, he beat uh, the boy Maynard, he beat Lobov. I think he's only had four fights in the UFC, actually. I may be thinking about somebody else, mate. Maybe thinking about somebody else, but yeah, Ryan Hall's a bit of a savage. Fucking love Ryan Hall. But anyway, um, I'm surprised you like Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall's a jiu jitsu guy. Yeah, but I like people to go for finishes. He goes for the finish, he doesn't like comp. Yeah. Unlike some yeah. other people we could maybe mention on this card. We'll maybe get to them later. Um, I bet that was a class fight, an absolute class fight. Loved it. What about like Shane Burgos? Because like Shane's record is crazy good, man. Absolutely crazy good. He's only lost two fights to Calvin Cater and Josh Shemmett. So is that maybe his level? Is that where where he's going to be? Maybe just outside the top ten? Is that where he is going to be? I think he's a bit raw. I think there's a lot of kind of aspects. I think he's got everything to be a higher level fighter. But mm-hmm. there's maybe certain things that need to be added to his game. Um, you can see he just loves a scrap. That's maybe part of the problem. He's maybe having a... Who was it we are talking about recently? Somebody were talking about somebody recently and they just kind of have to go, look, mate, you need to stop, take a step back and just use your skills and just beat somebody. Not just go for... Was it Cody? Was it Cody? I thought it was Cody, but I couldn't remember. Not Cody's Cody's got to kind of use his tools and not get emotional in situations Uh and not go for the kill when the kill's no there and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I get that, but I don't think he's... He's definitely not the same type of fighter as Cody. Like, he's not, like, rash. He was very, very composed no. the whole fight, but I do kind of get what you mean. He doesn't... Like, I, I, for me, Shane Burgos looks like a kind of fighter who would just kind of circle the outside of the octagon and would stand there, use his lens, and basically just jab the fuck out of the featherweights because he's, he's, like, 5'11", 6 foot. You know, he's a big boy for that division. Yeah. He could easily just stand there and just fucking jab fuck out of people. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. I, I, listen, it was a class fight, mate. It was a close fight, um, and Burgos has got a chin. Oh, it I... took it took three rounds for Emmett to put him down. Um, so I mean, yeah, can he fault it? No, definitely not, man. Somebody else has got a fucking chin as Billy Muhammad, is it? No, some of the shots he was taking off Lyman Good at some time were unbelievable. Bilal got away with fucking murder here, by the way. He did, but I thought he won the other two rounds quite decisively. Oh. I think he was lucky to stay alive as such, but he did win the fight comfortably. 100%. But I totally, I could not have agreed with Bisping more, right? When Bisping basically said, look at Lyman Good, look at how tense he is. That third round, see, as soon as he clipped Bilal, the, the, it just automatically the shoulders came down, the arms came out. See if Lyman Good had fought like that since that. It's a start. I honestly don't think Bilal Muhammad would have got outside the first round. I really don't. I love Bilal Muhammad, mate. He liked one of our posts once, and I've loved him ever since. I love Bilal Muhammad, and I, I love his style because he's kind of he's got an odd, odd style. Um, plus, he's got the kind of grappling background. But I just, yeah, I get away with murder here, man. See if that had been another maybe two or three minutes, I think he was gone, hundred percent. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Um, I think once Lyman, as you say, he got comfortable, he was relaxed. He knew he could tell him. He just fucking knew he could tell him. I think. Once he tapped him, Bilal, the kind of 
the stamina for him went totally and he couldn't do what he was doing before because his footwork and his movement around about the octagon was superb first and second round. He never, as much as the yeah, lineman was very tense, he never really gave him a chance to hit him. No. He was moving too much. He couldn't, he couldn't catch his him. Lateral, his lateral movement is unreal. I've never seen anything like him. For a guy who's not a boxer based, I'm sure Bilal Muhammad's a grappler. I'm yeah. sure he's a... He's a well, like he's actually, a, I was actually thinking about putting him on to um, submission one on Saturday night. I was actually thinking about doing when I was doing a coup. I was, I was thinking about doing a coup. I was like, well, I put him on for a submission one. That was what I thought might. Yeah. Because that's what I'd imagined him would have done. That's why I can't actually picked him on my my predictions. I think yeah. he might go and he might um, tie him up in some sort of knot and fucking finish him. Um, no, but I keep, I think he now deserves a kind of fight against a ranked guy. You know, I think it'd be good to see, interesting to see where he is. Where he is, to be honest. I think he needs somebody maybe that kind of Early rankings, maybe something fourteenth, fifteenth, something like that. So here we go. Yes, um, you've got Magni in there, maybe a Vicente Lucky or something like that, either one of them. Fuck off. Valencia Vicente Lucky would kill Bilal Muhammad. How good but would that even, be you watch, but you think fucking um Lyman Good hits hard, man? Wait, do you get a hold of Vicente Lucky? My god. Uh, I, that's the kind of he's looking for a right, I want a gatekeeper, I want to see if I can put a name on my Put a name on it that gets me a ranking, basically. I think he kind of deserves that. Who was it he called out? He called somebody out. I can't remember who it was. Um, Should he called somebody out? Ponzinibio. We've talked about Ponzinibio being in the rankings. He's not even anywhere near the rankings these days. Yeah, Ponzinibio just kind of totally disappeared off the rankings, didn't he? Uh, I think because he'd been injured for so long. I think he eventually just kind of went, nah, fuck you, get you to fuck. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah it was a... Lyman Good's a weird one, because Lyman Good's an ex-Bellator champ. Like... Lyman Good's good. Ah, he's he's a class fighter, yeah, mate. But again, he's in a bit of a win loss and signing with the UFC. I guess that's maybe the point. You know, you come to the best organization and you find out how good you really are. Like, look, look at the three names that have beat him. Three names that you would not want to fight. To be fair, see if you look at apart from the boy Rick Conn who beat him in Bellator, but I've never heard that in my fucking puff. You look at the guys who have beat him. Ben Askren beat him at Bellator. I imagine he wrestled fucked him. Yeah. Andre Koshikov beat him. Yeah, and Andre Koshikov's savage man. Aleski, Davian Meyer. Do you know what I mean? They are not. They are very, very good fighters for beating him. I know. As I'm saying, like he's got a good record in terms of like the guys who have beat him are names. They're not just like you know bums. They're not just people. Like they're, they're actual proper proper names. Like I mean, I don't know who Rick Conn is, but. Um, yeah, mental man. He'll be about for a while anyway, Lyman Good. He's just he's just he's, he's good to watch and he's quite good to look at to be fair, isn't he? He's got some fucking physique on him. Oh mate, he was fucking huge. He's like some sort of Adonis, isn't he, man? He's like something at the gladiators or the gladiators just to come in fucking buff and solid as fuck. Aye, Lyman Good was some size, man, like it's ridiculous. It was quite scary actually. The difference between him and Mohammed was quite quite shocking. Yeah, he's a scary he's a scary Dude to look at, who's just, mm-hmm. uh, just what a man, what a human being that man is, a specimen, yeah. shall we say? Yeah, I guess we should probably talk about the main event. We well, have run over it. Huh? Um, there's a lot of shit said about Curtis Blades in there, really. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, like he pulls a lot of daylights out of people, but you can't kind of say that he's no very good at what he does because he is. I know. He's brown of what he does, mate. The only issue I've got with grappling, mate, grappling and MMA, 
I think if you're grappling an MMA, you're looking to finish a fight. You're not grappling it. I don't see the point in wearing a guy down for points. If you're if you're doing that anyway, you're in the wrong game. Go back to wrestling. For me, at the end of the day, you shouldn't go out there to, you know, try and piece somebody up, or you should go out there to knock them out or submit them. That's it. And I never at once thought the Curtis Blade was going to submit Alexander Volkov. No, definitely not. I never thought that at any point. In fact, at one point, I actually thought Melody Volkov was going to get fucking blades out of that submission. Well, Volkov looks a bit gun-shy for me. Yeah, but I don't think he's never really... He's not been a massive puncher, really, has he? I can't no, think of not many people at one He's got this people. big, long range, and he's got these big, long arms that can keep guys at bay, and I just... I don't know... His takedown defence is horrendous. Okay, Curtis Blades is a 265-pound juggernaut running at you and grabbing your legs. So, at least 265. I mean, uh, exactly. Probably a fair bit more and all. But And I get it's hard to stop. But Volkov, being a bit tall, rangy guy, he should be able to reach down. And, you know, I don't know. I just... Uh, just two very mismatched fighters. Like, it wasn't a good fight, mate. It wasn't a good fight. It was very, very mismatched. And that was always kind of what was going to happen. I wish I'd put money on Blades by decision because the price was amazing. Was that a good price? I'd have even... I wish I'd just put a bet on this, I think. Some of them would have put a back some of them because some of them were some decent... You're probably some decent odds on some of them. I think quite a lot of the kind of underdogs one on the night, I think, for what I remember being at one point. I think uh, you would have got good odds on the, the top two fights being decisions as well. I think you would yeah. have definitely got good odds on just that as a double, just as a, a wee double accumulator. I mean, you'd have definitely got a good price on that because nobody would have thought Burgos Semit would have got out the first round. So um, I think to get to get those both as decisions, I think you'd have been doing quite well. But yeah, I don't really know what it does for Blades, to be honest. Um, Blades has kind of been hovering about anyway. Um, yeah, well, Blades was where Blades was. Blades is kind of... Basically waiting for his title fight, to be honest. Aye, just like Big Frank. That's Big exactly Frank, what it is. Aye. Two of them are basically sitting there, but obviously we get Miocic versus DC coming up in August. Get out of the road. If DC wins it, he's going to chuck it anyway, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. I think there's rumours that if Stipe wins it, he might chuck it as well. Yeah. So if both of them chuck it, then let's be honest, by the end of the year, you're going to have a heavyweight title fight between Frank and Suringano and cut his blades. Yeah, and, and Gano's going to knock fucking blades his head off. Again, for the third time, because they've already fought twice. I uh, can't see the, can't see a fight between blades and, and Gano finishing any other way again. I think Ngannou's defence has kind of improved a wee bit since he fought Miocic, so it's, I can't see blades be able to get him down as easy. So. I reckon Ngannou just gets better and better every fight anyway, mate. More savage. You know, he's he's still an absolute nightmare with his punches, but he seems to be getting better with his grappling and his, stuff, his defence and stuff like that. So, honestly, mate, if Frank Ngannou wanted to be, he could be the heavyweight champ for the next 10 years. No, no, without doubt, mate. Without doubt. You know, he, he will get it eventually and he'll keep improving all the time. So, yeah. um, aye, that'll be the fight. I think eventually it will happen in that division anyway. Anything else on the main card specifically jumping out at you? Well, I just mentioned Jim Miller, by the way. What a legend this man is. Been about for so fucking long. He took out a guy in Roosevelt Roberts who was fucking so well talked about. Everybody was going to see this guy again. Did you hear the crunch? The elbow crunching? I couldn't hear it when you were thinging because you texted me straight away. Did you hear the crunch? I went like, I didn't hear the crunch, so I didn't hear it. Don't know how I missed it, but I definitely didn't hear it. Oh, it was it was crazy. You need to listen to it back. It was absolutely mental. It oh, was yeah. actually hear the elbow crunching. Just a wee crack in it. it was it was 
Aye, but it was proper like crackling, man. Probably like, it was horrible, man. It was nasty, absolutely nasty. Class armbar. Listen, Jim Miller, he's an absolute very. I was very, very surprised. I thought Roosevelt, Roosevelt Roberts would have had Jim Miller for breakfast here. I thought but, he'd have won the fight. Yeah, I don't think that was Jim Miller. Still got it. I mean, thirty-five UFC fights later, which is mental. He's that much a legend, isn't he? Really, I think he's been fighting since UFC '89 in 2008. Made his debut in Birmingham, England. It's just mental, man. Um, it's mental, mate. It's mental. Been fighting for so long. It's just unbelievable. He's just—he is a legend. He is an absolute legend, and he'll—he can keep going for another few years. I don't see any reason why not. You can see that in his game. I think he's. I don't think he looks old. You sometimes see some of these fighters and they look old and they look past it and they look slow. And I don't know if he does. Like Guida. Well, I don't know about Guida because Guida was jumping about like a fucking fly and running about shit, was he not? He's just happy his fucking trolley, that prick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I suppose. But yeah, it was, uh, it was class for John Miller. I'm a man, class finish. Um, this point for Rosa Roberts, he was a bit of an up and comer. Um, but I don't think to get too much damage to on your, your, your run against a prost in the world to have, you know. Uh, can I see it? What about Ra- Raquel Pennington versus Marion Rono? Wasn't that a great fight, was it? I think Rocky just done enough to kind of win the fight and dominate her in the clinch stuff. Oh, some of the knees were fucking unbelievable. Um, uh, that tie clinch was something rotten, something uh, awful, man. Um, no, there's, there's not a lot to say about that. It was a good one for Rocky. I don't realise her record. I'm not saying it's poor, but that's now her went to 11 and 9. It's not exactly fucking outstanding, is it? No, definitely not, mate. I'm surprised, but I seen yeah. that up and it keeps obviously coming off Saturday night and Rocky Pennington 10 and 9. I'm like, she fought for a tail at one point. Are you kidding me, man? Um, hmm. so. Mental but, one. It was a good, it was a good night in uh, the Rocky Tisha Torres house, huh? Certainly was, man. That was my performance of the night. Fucking Tisha Torres was amazing, mate. Absolutely amazing. She looks so good. Everything about it, it was so clean. Her speed is just out of this world. I don't think I've seen a faster fighter. I can't think of many fighters I've seen a faster than Tisha Torres. It was unbelievable. Do you know what it is though? She's fast, but she hits like fuck me. Like, it takes mental. Man. You always, you always think when you when you have speed, you maybe lose a wee bit of power. But with her man, it just it looks. She's terrifying, man. Amazing, the best I've seen a fight. Um, like with more eyes, amazing, mate. Proper performance. I think she would give anybody above her in that strawweight a problem. On that performance, as well, like that. I swear to God, any one of them would have a problem. Definitely on that kind and of... I check, jank. But I don't know what adjustment she's made, but, I mean, wow, man, amazing, class. Uh, it was brilliant. She was... It was just... Maybe the... The kind of... Maybe the, um, the lockdowns kind of suited her and the way she said to train and stuff like that. Maybe it kind of fell in perfect for her. Because she's one of these fighters. You had to put in performances on like that when the lockdown on, but maybe it just suits them. It sits right out of the ground, so but I'd uh, probably see Tisha come back with a performance like that. Maybe they, they have that's the thing. She's, she's such an uncommon fighter, you could fancy her. I, I even had a thinking that maybe Brian I might actually beat Tisha on Saturday night, but I'm glad I kind of went the real the experienced head, shall we say. 
I mean, it's also funny they made a point of making I'm making this point on Saturday. Like it's one of the first times Tisha Torres has fought somebody who's actually smaller than her. Which is right, only four foot eleven. Man, she looked she looked massive, mate. She always does though. She's quite like she always looks quite chunky because she's she's small and it's um I it was class, mate. It was one, definitely one of my performances of the nights, like hundred percent. Um I know UFC give them for you know flashy shit, but um yeah, brown man, absolutely brown. Yeah, it was superb, mate. I really was what a performance for. Um mm-hmm. what about <laughs> on you go. Well, I was going to say, there was another couple of decent performances on this. I was Justin James in his debut beating Frank Camacho. Fair play to him. Um, well, what would you do right for the UFC debut five days before? You know you need to cut the weight pretty seriously. You know for a fact you're not going to go 15 minutes. So what the fuck would you do? You would do exactly what Justin James does. You empty the tank as quickly as you possibly can and hope that you get a TKO. If you know you're not going to go 15 minutes, you may as well go all hell for leather and try and get knocked out. Listen, if you get knocked out, fuck it. I definitely, 100%. You're right. Man, I also think you might just kind of older guys. It's the kind of thing you want to do right against him, aren't it? Just get fucking straight for him. I know you fuck him. Yeah, straight into him, mate. Straight into him. I'm sure I said this last week. He's only 31, Mark. Yeah, true. You keep forgetting that, don't you? He looks a bit fucking angry. I used to get mixed up with Hector Lombard, not by look. I got them always mixed up. I can't really remember why, but I did. Anything uh, else on the, the prelims? I mean, um, so I suppose we'll need to really talk about Mac Rush, Max Roshkoff. I love that name. Yeah. It's very, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, it's a weird one, I'd say. It's such an interesting subject that so many people have got so many different opinions about. Which like, yours? Well, this is what I was saying. Like, I think it's difficult for you and I to be to have any real like. We can't have a technical opinion on it, and we obviously don't know what it's like to be in that situation, right? Obviously, we're not fighters and never trained it, never known what it's like to feel like that, I guess. But then everybody has times where they can't cope and they just don't want to be there. It happens all the time, you know. It's it's one of these big things now about mental health and maybe just not feeling right. It could have been mental because, to be honest, physically it didn't look that bad. Now, I'm not saying Max Roscoff wasn't beat up because he clearly was but I've seen a lot worse a oh, lot worse right. he didn't. I mean? so it didn't seem like it was maybe all physical maybe just could have been he just wasn't coping well another thing was he was a favourite going into that fight he was undefeated I know people are saying he's only 5-1 and one, but he's had a few grappling bouts as well he's a high school wrestler he's not he's not new to this this isn't new to him fighting this isn't a new thing so but I, no. You look at his other fights, and I was a wee look through his fights today and stuff. Uh, most of his fights, he seems to get people out there quite quickly. Um, he is a grappler. He is a major wrestler, as we were saying, and obviously he's looking for submissions or maybe TKOs on the ground. Somebody standing and punching him solid for 10 minutes, has he had that yet in his career? It didn't look that bad. That's the thing, as I'm saying. It didn't look that bad. Listen, it could be anything, mate. It could be he just didn't feel it. He just Maybe he just thought there's no... There's no way I'm getting this guy out in the last round. He's down two rounds. He's down probably 2017 for me, to be honest. He's thinking to himself, I need to either knock this guy out, which he obviously can't do or didn't think he could do, or, you know, submit him, which again, he maybe just thought he couldn't. And that was it, mate. That was the end of the, end of the day. I have not got an issue with Max Roscoff calling it off. What no, I've got an issue yeah. with is, 
see the thing, it's hard because I don't want to speak ill of the coach because at the end of the day, the coach has made a statement and said stuff along the lines of like, I want my my fighters to, you know, exude excellent excellence and all this, and I do it because I love them. And I didn't think Max was that badly hurt. I just one thought he needed a bit of a G up. And to an extent, I can see that. But how many times did Max Roscoff say he wanted out? Was it nine or something? Everybody's counting nine times. He said, just call it. As soon as he's his coach tried to persuade him, and he's like, "No, I'm done. That's me. I want out. I need out. I want. I don't. I'm no. I'm all done." His coach sticking a, I right, fair enough. There's there's no shame in quitting on the stool. There's no need. I think like the first time, right? The first couple of times he says, "No, I'm I'm done." You, you obviously aren't just going to go. All right, okay, cool. Let's throw in a towel. You're not going to do that as a coach. You're definitely not going to do no, that. Of course Mate, not. You're not. You and I coach the football, and if I, if we'd done that with every player who chucked it after the first time, we'd never have 11 players on the field. You never would have, ever. So you've obviously got to have a wee bit of, but, you know, after 30 seconds, 45 seconds, right up to the fact when the buzzer went, the bell went, he's still saying to him, you know, Drysdale, I don't want to fight. And he's still saying, ah, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. I just, I don't know, mate. Poor corner work, to be honest. Um, But, as I say, it's difficult for me and you to have a... Like, Everyone's entitled to an opinion, but you know, what I mean, it's hard to judge. We don't know the insight what Max uh, Coscroft was going through on the night. That's the thing, we don't have a clue what he was actually going through in his season. You don't know what his look at things were and stuff like that. Um, he did take a baton for 10 minutes, maybe he just yep. couldn't cope with that baton as simple as he just didn't know how to deal with it. So, something he's never, never went through in his life, and mentally, he just wasn't there and wasn't ready for that to happen to him. Um, I admire him so much for standing for for actually sticking up for himself because he could have got to the end of that buzzer. They could have went right up. You get they could have taken the stone. He could have been felt as if he was like he really had no choice. But then yeah, he just sat there and said no. He just sat there and said no. I'm done. And that's huh? it. I, it was the right thing to do. At the end of the day, it was it was right for him. People can say what they want about him, but I don't have an issue with that at all. I really no. don't. I just I think his corner could have looked after his corner could have looked after me more. They could have said. Because it's easy to say, listen, I'm done, I'm done, I can't do it anymore, I can't do it anymore, and then go, listen, mate, just take a wee minute, have a think, make your decision. But he didn't. There was no, there was no sign of Drysdale ever letting him quit that fight. No, definitely. Is, he wanted to continue to fight, which is aye. a bit shit. You should be looking after your fight. If your fight doesn't want Correct. to fight, he's mentally, he's not, he wasn't ready. He didn't want to fight. Something like that. So just. You need to pull him out. You can't let him continue taking the damage that he was taking. The physical damage, maybe towards if he was to go on all round with Austin Hubbard, he'd maybe caused some serious damage towards the end of the th- after three rounds. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, Max made the right decision for him. That's all that matters. Exactly. He got out of there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see him back at some point. You never know. He has got a very good record previously. He's obviously a very good fighter. He just maybe. He wasn't ready for this type of fight he had on the night, and he just that was it for him. Could be he also took it on short notice as well, mate. So it could be yeah. the fact that maybe he didn't get a full camp and stuff like that. I do think some of the hate the boy's getting is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit shit as well. Because he took the fight in nine days' notice as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Exactly. You've got to remember that with these guys, man. It's no they're putting their lives at risk for enter- entertainment, essentially. Do you know what I mean? It's aye. Right. No, I wasn't happy with his corner work, the corner work, but hey, listen, the boys out of there relatively unscathed, I think, in the grand scheme of things, which is good, considering the fact, remember that horrific one we had a few months back where the boy's dad was even in the corner and they never called it and he got absolutely pummeled, remember? We even look at, um, was it last week, what's um, his face? Young boy, 21 or something, just a boy, I can never remember his name. Ben Askren's son, 
Alright, cheese super. Uh, he got fucking battered for three rounds. He could easily have been pulled out. He could easily turn around and went, nah, I'm not doing this. Because yeah. he did, he got battered for two of the rounds at least. Yeah, yeah. So he could easily have done something like that. Obviously, maybe mentally he was more prepared for that and he's had that experience in the past. Or even in training, he's had that experience. As I say, maybe Mike Roshkoff just hasn't has that and he just couldn't cope on the night. But I'm sure he'll be back, man. You, you, he's a fighter after all. I mean, so hopefully we'll see him back soon. Yeah. And 100% hopefully with a, a full training camp, stuff like that. Here's hoping, mate, here's hoping. Anything else on the, the prelims that you wanted to have a wee chat about? Or was, well, I think the only thing we need to talk about, we'll talk briefly regarding the kind of women's flyweight division now. Obviously, after last week, um, Cynthia Kelvio got a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Lauren Murphy obviously beat Roxanne Modafferi on Saturday night, which wasn't a major surprise, but I was kind of disappointed with how maybe more the ferry fought because I thought she was a lot better than that but Lauren Murphy just kind of pieced her up for three rounds yeah yeah it was a, it's a weird one mate because like Moda Ferry beat Barber which was a shock and she beat Shevchenko which was a shock and then she looked distinctly average against Lauren Murphy and don't get me wrong Lauren Murphy's a good fighter she's a very good fighter but I just didn't see that coming at all man no, I, I had a feeling about Roxy. I just thought Roxy was in a bit of a tear. She was doing well for herself. As you say, she was beating people who she wasn't really expected to beat. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe she'll go and give on Murphy a, a hard time here. Maybe grapple her to death, basically. It's what I kind of had in my head. So um, that was a great one for Lord Murphy, when you think about it. Obviously, I think she called out Calvillo after the fight as well, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So... Maybe quite, it could happen quite quickly as well, so maybe that's a good shoot. Well, I think for me, that would be the fight to make. I don't... For me, that would probably be the fight that whoever was to win the Shevchenko-Jojo match, that's yeah. who would be fighting. That's would kind of be the next title match as such. Oh, Kate, Caitlin Chikagian would have something to say about that. Of course she would, but she did get beaten comprehensively by Chev already, so... Um, I don't know. I've no idea. Um I'll be interested to see it's maybe becoming a wee bit more interesting this flyweight division. Obviously, at the moment, Sheva's kind of running it, but the rest of the fighters are some there's some half decent fighters in there, which is good. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Hopefully, see. hopefully, hopefully, JoJo's in that title fight anyway. Hopefully, it'll be JoJo against Lord Murphy or Cynthia Calvillo. Well, let's hope so. I kind of can't see it happening if I'm honest, but you never know. JoJo against Calvillo. Does Calvillo beat JoJo? Didn't she? No, because Calvillo's just stepped up, you know. Oh, I thought Jojo beat Calvillo at one point. I could be wrong. I think I'm probably wrong on that. I don't know where I've got that made for. Couldn't tell you, mate. Couldn't tell you. Anything else? Uh, what were the bonuses? No yeah, issues, mate. I don't think we're in. Um, obviously, the likes of Tisha Torres maybe deserved a bonus just for how good she was. Um, yeah, I would have agreed with that. But apart from that, I don't really have any major issues with the, the bonuses. Hi, Calvillo beat um, Jojo in Glasgow, by the way. So she did. Well, we were there. We were there, yeah. I, I knew that. And I was like, what? I'm sure. That, man, that couldn't have been at one fifteen. But also, Jojo did fight your, she did fight your flyweight uh, sure. for a while. I should miss with that night and then we moved up to fly. Aye. So, 
Um, I don't know there's anything else major. I don't know. I like to talk about one in prelims or anything you've got. Nah. Um, just wee things, I guess. Like the size of Mark Andrew Barrio. He looked like a heavyweight, man. It was terrifying. Uh, he's a big boy, isn't he, man? Um, nothing really. No. I like watching. I like watching Joe Robertson. Always have, but that's just my style. But um, no, nah, no, nah, I was. I was listen, mate. Overall, it was a class night. It was some class fights. We bit of controversy, as I said. We bit of you know kind of interesting results and some good finishes and stuff like that. It was a good. It was a good night all over. I think it was good. I wasn't that disappointed with it. If I'm honest. No, no, no. I enjoyed bits of it. So I'm quite happy. Good. So we'll move on to this weekend then, and. Possibly one of the most buzzed main events I've had for a while. Yeah, well, I think this is one of the best fight night main events for a while. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think to get Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker on a fight night main event is fucking epic. I think this is a tremendous fight. And I think it's just going absolutely superb, mate. I cannot wait to watch this. I'm the same. I'm the mm-hmm. same, mate. Cannot. I don't even know what to say about it. I was kind of trying to think about it today, right? Obviously, I'm working all that, and um, I'm not really sure which way I see this going, if I'm honest. No, I'm a bit like that as well. I don't really have a a favourite for the fight for me. I think I think Pori maybe should win the fight, but you can't rule out Dan Hooker and how good he's been. You really yeah. can't rule him out, man. It's I I, I don't I'm, I'm honestly speechless about it just thinking about it mate it's, it's mental um, I think personally for me I'm slightly edging towards Dan Hooker if I'm honest really? yeah mate I think I think Hooker's got a point to prove man I think honestly do you know what I, honest, my honest opinion right see Adesanya I think Adesanya going and winning that belt and being as dominant as he is has put an absolute rocket up Dan Hooker. I think Dan Hooker now thinks to himself, do you know what? If my teammate can do this, then I can do this. I'm from the same gym. You know, we we, we, we train, we, we we spar. I honestly believe that's his thinking now, Dan Hooker. I think Dan Hooker's seen what can be accomplished if you just, if you dare. And I, honestly, mate, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Hooker knocks us and Poirier out on Saturday night. Is that your, is that your prediction now? For now, that may change. <laughs> <It may> change. <laughs> would you put your money on it? Is that what you're yeah, saying? I, mean, I would. I would put my money on. I mean, I wouldn't put my money on like it definitely being a knockout, but I would put my money on Dan Hooker. Yeah, I would be comfortable putting money on Dan Hooker to beat Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I would honestly, mate. I think they're they're similar styles but different styles at the same time. Like Dan Hooker's definitely more a kickboxer, a Mai Tai kind of style, whereas Dustin an old fashioned, you know, kind of. He's a boxer, basically. You know, that's what Dustin Poirier is. So, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm getting excited about this. I just think, I actually think Paul Felder's probably quite comparable to Dustin Poirier, to be honest. You know, maybe. What? In what respect? Like, they're both, like, kind of. Like, Paul Felder's not a kickboxer either. No, he's a boxer, that's true, aye. Same as Dustin Poirier, same kind of height, same kind of build. Maybe Paul Felder's only slightly taller. Maybe I don't I'd need to double-check that, but that kind of idea. I just think they're similar, and I think it can make for a good fight. I think Dan Hooker obviously showed that he's 
he's on a he's on a, a decent level by beating Paul Felder. And I just think I don't know, there's something about this that just makes me think Dan Hooker. Whenever I look at the two names written down, I just always seem to edge towards Hooker, and I don't know why. I just buzzing for a minute. It'll be a class fight, and I can't wait. Um, I think if Pori has been good as he has been, apart take the Khabib fight out of the equation in his last couple of fights, I think. Um, I think his boxing will just be far too good for Hooker. But don't get me wrong, as you say, Hooker's probably got actually more his game. I would say. Yeah. Um, so I agree with that. It just just depends on how the fight goes on the night. If Poirier can maybe keep Hooker's kind of leg kicks using his legs and just keeping away kind of that way and just keep it as a boxing match, an out and out boxing match for me, Dustin Poirier probably wins the fight. So. Um, it's intriguing it'll be interesting to see man it really will be I can't wait it's going to be an absolute class fight do you know the, the, the real shit it's amazing right how UFC do this right I thought the card at the weekend was probably pretty averagely stacked from top to top, top to bottom there was nothing major on it this has an absolutely amazing main card but the rest of it's shite well uh, it's not great um, <laughs> there's no well about it mate it's shite well, you look at there was think there's been like three or four fights cancelled this week as well. Um, Aspen Lad obviously had to pull out against Sarah McCann. Ian Heinish had to withdraw. Um, Jennifer Meyer versus Vivian Arujo get moved as well um, due to travel restrictions at the moment. So there's probably three good fights to be honest. Um, yeah. And they all get taken off it. So it's probably yeah it's diluted the the quality of the fight shall fight shall we say. So Mickey Gal versus Mike Perry is a co-main event. It's always good fun to watch Mike Perry, obviously. It'll be just him and his misses. He has no corner team now. Uh, so, I'll be interested to see how that goes. Can't wait to, oh, can't wait to see that. Because his missus, she's like 18, mate. Aye, she's like a daft lass, isn't she? Because obviously he chucked, his, he chucked his wife to go with this new bird. It's, I just, I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see her at the side of the cage. <laughs> the side of the cage. <laughs> She'll not be able to give, she'll not be giving him instructions, but it'd just be funny, man. I, like, I, just good help, just good help. Yeah. Um, Mental, man. I'll be interesting. I was going to look through topology earlier on and just try to see maybe some of the fighters that I know about, obviously. Um, seen Brendan Allen fight before the boy, Kyle Dawkins is nine and oh, he's fighting, so that might be a decent fight because Brendan Allen's a decent fighter as well. Um, obviously, get uh, Lewis Penny on this as well, this card. Oh, boy. Worthy. Who's um, was supposed to be a bit of an uncommon? I think he was he was quite well talked about against his last fight, but obviously he never. I don't think he won his last fight. He did remember it was his, oh, he he his did, pal, so. and they they cuddled in the middle, and everybody went mental. Remember? I remember it now. Um, so I am against Lewis Peniel. Maybe maybe Lewis Peniel have a gun this time. Maybe he'll be able to actually take some do it. Doubt nah. it, but no chance. Honestly, mate, Lewis Pena taking some doubt is never going to happen. I don't think. I would love to see. I'd love to see it, but I just nah. Yeah. Um, and probably only uh, maybe one, two more names on this. People know he likes a Philip Lins. Obviously, he's seen him. He, he didn't fight that long ago, did he? No. Um, he's fighting some boy Tanner Bosa, who I've never heard of in my life. Yeah, um, Tanner Bosa. He fought not that long ago. Did he? Yeah, we've seen him before, mate. You think I remember anything like that? He fought Cyril Gann, like, oh, aye, that's in December. Gann, I, that, I thought he was a newcomer, obviously. I was wrong. Yeah. Um, 
boy Kerry Nelson's fine, he's fighting Sean Woodson. Sean Woodson's seven and oh, so maybe again a boy I've never heard of. Has he fought in the UFC before? Yes, he did. He beat Kyle Bokniak. My memory is absolutely shocking. Um keep beating Kyle Bokniak, that's a decent win, so he's obviously a decent fighter as well. So you never know. Maybe a few um a few stealth fans on this that may just turn up and miss about the absolute crackers. I'm hoping so anyway. It's, it's, it's fighting and it's you know it's going to be good no matter what um, is this the last one at Apex? last one at Apex where we go to fight islands over a week's break <sighs> then it's Apex fuck off Usman burns on July the 12th man mate we've been kind of spoiled we've kind of really complained then you've got four fights in like three weeks four cards mate, in like three we, weeks we so. need to we need to be watching that together live we need to figure that out if we can we we have to as long as we respect you know social distancing and coronavirus uh, rulings and stuff. But maybe we have to man three title fights on the one card. Come on, mate, that's ridiculous. We need to figure out exactly what time it's on at in the UK. But what they said didn't they? They're going to be live in the US, so it's going to be the same usual time, isn't it? I know, but I'm hoping they kind of at least alter it slightly. Yeah, you know I mean, you don't want like a. Look, how did I miss that? Danny Henry's in that card. Aye, there's two, there's two British fighters on that card. You get David Grant and Danny Henry. There's two British fighters on the card. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mentioned that because we talked about Amar Khani. I said to him. I did, I did tell you anyway. Put it that way. So it's your fault if you've forgotten. I shot him. But, aye, so we've got a break next week before UFC 251. We'll still be here, but there will be, there'll be no UFC to preview. So let's hope there's plenty to have a look back at. Some interesting talking points there. Yeah, definitely, I mean, definitely. Anything else going on this week? Um, would you like to hear a few fight announcements? Yeah, of course, I always like fight announcements. Okay, well, Andy Smith versus Alexander Rakic. Yeah, good. Smith's going to get knocked the fuck out. More be interesting to see. Um, Agapova's got another fight against Shanna Dobson. Yeah, that's uh, a couple of weeks, isn't it? No, 22nd August. That's close enough. Is that really? Um, Chris Weidman's back that, yes. that's a massive story he's fighting Agmedov that's uh, right aye Derek Lewis is back he's going to be Peru- is it Peruvian necktie uh-huh. against Alexander Olenek so he's going to be choked at some point during that evening I would think aye well Olenek has to get him done first well that is true but I suppose taking a, a man like Derek Lewis down will be quite a challenge Yep. And um, obviously, we spoke earlier about Calvin Carter, Danigue. That got announced officially for July 15th. That's the headliner for that card. I think that's, I think that's the midweek card, isn't it? The Wednesday night card. Are well, they going back to Wednesday night cards? No, well, I only did it once. It's like a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday number. Ah, right. So it's just one that's Wednesday. Bad, that's not a bad card, that one. It's got some decent names on it. More than I can on that one. one. I did look at it. Um, there's some good fighters on it, man. Honestly, the Look at the four kind of cards from the Fight Island. All of them are actually pretty shit hot to be honest. What's happening after Fight Island? The Apex. Back to Apex. Back to Apex. Because um, I think the way I heard that Dana was hoping they could have DC versus Stipe in some sort of arena with some sort of crowd. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like that will be happening. So it'll be back to the Apex for the next card after 
Uh, the first card is back there as the home versus Aldana headliner. Yeah, I've seen that. That'll be the first. But I think they'll go back to the Apex for August and then they'll see how things go. Obviously, they'll be back to Abu Dhabi in September anyway. Because um, the likelihood is Khabib and Gaethje will be for there. Mm, I'm buzzing for that. Because I've got, I think they've got in the UFC. I've got to do one card a year from Abu Dhabi now. Something to do with the deal they've got with them or something. Well, they're about to do fucking six. So, aye, but that's a separate deal. I'm just meaning the normal deal. All right, okay. They've got two separate deals or something apparently. So you could find it. What they might end up doing is like Apex one month, Fight Island the next month, Apex Fight Island, Apex Fight Island until eventually they're able to actually get some sort of crowd in an arena somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'll be anytime soon. Oh, just one other thing before okay. me now. What? I said yeah. Um, Judd Dodson. Uh huh. Not a massive fan of Dodd Johnson. Judd Jordan Dodson. Don't know about yourself. Um, but yeah. somehow he has got a new five fight deal with the UFC. I seen that. I seen that. Um, so I read that and I kind of my jaw kind of hit the floor because I was a bit surprised at that um, I thought he was finished to be honest I'm surprised he gave him a five feet deal but there we go that's up to it's up to Dana and the UFC isn't it exactly it's definitely up to them guess whatever they want to do who knows uh, that was the last thing anyway that I'd seen I think everything else is pretty much pretty bit boring as such cool alright well uh, yeah that's us guys for this week um, again get us on Instagram Twitter Facebook at Inside Cage in May um, again the listens were really positive this week really appreciate it we, you know the only guys you guys make it is what it is and you help us get the listen so if you listen please share it that's all we ask you don't even need to yeah, we, like it or comment or anything just, just share it, it. On it as well. that'd be good because that gets us up the, the rankings I think for people searching for MMA podcasts that'd be really good yeah. more followers and subscribers got the better and as I say share it about if you listen just stick a wee sh- hit that share button if you can it would be absolutely class if people knew and you know would really appreciate it but yeah thanks for listening as always and we will catch you next week